You're listening to Fresh Out of Experts. A show that mines the rich archive of Reddit to supply you with advice on dating, relationships, and love. My co-host Eleanor and I are not experts. We're merely people who survived dating in our 20s and 30s. Now that we're married, we want to share what we've learned. In each episode, my co-host Andy and I tackle the most common, comical, and when we're lucky, outlandish questions from r slash dating and more. So find a comfortable chair, pull on a warm sweater, and sip your favorite beverage while you listen to us dig into the stickiest dating questions the internet has to offer. I just wanted, like, I wanted to start off the pod recognizing an accomplishment. What is that? We've been doing the pod for one year. Really? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. I would have thought we still had like another month or two before it was a full year. This is, <laughs> I love this because this is like, I'm producer Eleanor. Oh, and you're Andy's thinking about like, release dates. And, I'm thinking about today's a, date. And he's like over here being like. I feel like every podcast I, I listen to does that. I know, but like. One of the hosts is like, no, we're literally where one of the hosts is like. What do you mean? It's so coming the, out. It's Tuesday. And they're like, yeah, this comes the out. The Astros every- game is tonight. Who do you think is going to win? They're like, that's not for another two nights. <laughs> you know, the other person's like, what? what are you talking about? We have been recording the pod for a year, which seems Amazing. insane to me. Does it feel like it's been a year? Yeah, I've been thinking about it because I remember it being, for some reason, I remember it being before 2022 started. Uh, You've done a podcast before this. You've done multiple podcasts. Because for me, this is my first relationship ever with podcasting. With podcasting, So I'm like hitting my one year anniversary as a podcaster. How does it, like, how does this feel in relation to the other pods you've been on? That was more, a little more intense because we recorded every single week without fail this is like i want to i want to get uh is it snake snake yeah snake pit johnson i want to get snake pit johnson on this pod yeah i do too let's get him he's so willing too oh he's great he's a fan he's out there love you snake how do you how do you feel about where we are Does, does it feel like a year it doesn't feel like a year at all i it's it's strange to do something for a year that feels like I'm like, oh, wow, like that seems like a long time to be creating something. And like, I don't feel like I've done a year worth of effort. A year is a long time to spend on a project or portfolio, right? You, like no one spends a year doing a painting. Maybe they do, but that- Oh, for sure they do. They do, but that feels like a long time. And he, why don't you pick your own, like your own genre? You're a writer, like worry about your own. Don't tell the painters out there, like what, you spent a year on a painting? I guess Get they do. Get out of town. I mean, also I don't spend a year on every episode, so- True, but it's a body of work. I think it's nice to have done a year of this podcast and not be burnt out on it. I definitely go through cycles of how I feel about it and how invested I am and how much work I put into it. You know, I think the the old me, the old creator in me would have been like, oh, I'm not as passionate about it anymore. I don't want to do it this week. Does that mean that I like don't want to do it ever? And I've just sort of kind of moved past that ideology and really been able to be like, yeah, you're you're not going to love it every week. Well, sure. But like, I feel like that to me feels like any creative endeavor, you need to have that. You need to like learn that lesson of like, if if every time someone didn't feel passionate about something and they just dropped it, they would be oh for sure. I mean, don't get me wrong. I hey, I love Elizabeth Gilbert's TED Talk. I mean, I she talks about this. I mean, she was the first person to like really articulate what it's like to show up for a creative endeavor without letting emotion and passion be your guide. 
But I- It's all about consistency. At the end of the day, like life for me has always been about, oh, that that's why that cliche is a cliche. You know what I mean? Like that's why that wisdom is out floating out there. I now have lived experience with it. Yeah. I guess for me, I've never been so hot and cold on things. Do you know what I mean by that? Like I've never- But you do say that when you were younger, you were- like I, th- I must have been. You've right? said that your mom would like often be like, "I, yeah. you're just going to quit this. Why would I invest in it? Yeah, that's true. So when did that change for you? Well, what's changed is I never, I, you know, honestly, I think the difference between me and you is that you are very aware of yourself. Oh, thank you. Right? Like you understood that like inspiration really drove you and lack of inspiration made you sour on things. Yeah. I just didn't see it that way. I wouldn't be like, you know, I don't have the same zest for lacrosse as I once did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just wasn't that type of person like, ever. I don't want to be affiliated with Lax Bros anymore. Yeah. So. Honestly, it would be like things would get hard and it would have to be, I'd have to like overcome, I would have to like persevere and I'd be like, fuck this. Of course. I mean, that's totally where it comes from for me. Like one, if something gets hard and there's an easier way out, of course, I want to take the easy way out. If I'm not getting the reception or external validation got to get out there and do something that people will congratulate me for. Why am I doing this thing? Like there's so many things that have thwarted my endeavors in the past. And I think, I mean, I'm mature, more mature and I have done a lot of personal growth work and I also give less fucks. So like, it just, it's like easier to be like, you know, if when you see, maybe, 30 or 3,000 people listen to this, I sort of like still want to do it. Maybe so you, that's maybe, nice. and, and to be fair or like a little critical, maybe you weren't as aware then and and most likely you are much more aware now. But like back then, like what you mistake, you might have mistaked inspiration or lack of inspiration as things got hard and you didn't want to do it anymore. I will say this. I, I'm going to take your initial compliment because I do think I knew that it was the difficulty was a factor. Was a factor. I did know that external validation was a factor. I, I think I've been pretty wow. well. I'm impressed by that. I mean, I'm an emotionally sensitive and you you know, socially aware person. And I, I think at the end of the day, I knew, I will say this about myself. I, I say this absolutely without shame, only because I've been able to accomplish a lot in my life. I am a fucking lazy person. Like I am hmm. a very lazy person in, innately. I mean, literally, we've tried to record this pod for seven full days. And every single day, I have, <laughs> how long? I have bumped it out a day. And you've like come to me and be like, are we recording? And I'm like, no, I'm watching TV. Like, I want to do the lowest common denominator. If I was a rich person, I would be a slob. I would just like sit and watch TV and then go on like a trip and then come back and like watch TV. Like, I just don't have yeah. my ambition comes from like building things that either bring value to people or esteem to myself Mm. and doing something that not that many people listen to doesn't bring value to people or esteem to myself. No, in fact, I would say you have to, a big part of doing something like this is getting over the fact that not only is it not validating, it is devaluating. When I, when I write my books, it's not just that I'm not getting showered with praise and selling a bunch. It's the fact that I'm actually selling none, which is like really kind of hurtful and painful. I'm getting the opposite of validated. Welcome to podcasting too. Like, Welcome I, to creating any art. Totally. And like, that's just the way, it, like, 
I guess now in my life, I just am like, so like, oh yeah, that's just the way it is. But you're right. There was a time where I didn't understand these valuable lessons. And I was able to bullshit my way. And often my characters in my writing do this is like justify things with bullshit and be like, oh yeah, yeah, no, it's not that I didn't get into the school I wanted. It's like, I, I, I just don't think I was right for that. And it's just like, not for me. And it's like, no, you wanted that. You just didn't get it. And now you're Full and now shit. you're and now you're 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 stuck with the residuals with yeah. like whatever's remaining rather right. than like what you actually wanted. Yes, I, I sort of am grateful I have had success in the sense that I have worked hard for things. I've worked really hard for things, really fucking hard for things, and got them. Yeah, and it's proven to me that I am capable. But I also feel like I have often worked toward the thing that I'm already getting praise for. Like, I'm like, oh, I've got a little bit of an in here. People kind of like what I'm doing. Maybe if I put an extra 10, 20, oh, if I put 100, what if I put 120%? Right. Now people are showering me with praise and giving me congratulations or promotions or whatever. And so it's sort of like I've fed the beasts that have been most hungry for me. Well, and I, I'll be honest, I think I'm pretty good at creating this podcast yeah the the difference is like i don't think anybody gives a fuck it is what it is and i'm gonna keep doing it and which will in my opinion is success pushing through the those hard parts is what makes you good at a thing one of my late midlife inspirations is the artist formerly known as prince i don't know if you're aware sure. <laughs> of his portfolio of, of work and i just really i actually am like enamored now more by the creatives that just created prolifically almost to the point where it was like yeah yeah it's not good that's not good anymore or that's not that's not good that's actively bad you should that's you should burn that and they're still like fuck it i'm gonna like put out that album or keep doing it because that's just who they were and they were like yeah if i if i put out a hundred thousand things one thing will hit yeah but if i put out two things the probability of two things hitting is very low let alone one and i would honestly make the argument that Prince was just transparent and kept a record of his uh, bad shit. Totally. I've yeah. I've written things that I think are very bad and no one's ever seen them. It's not, it, it's hard because we don't always see that. We only see the masterpieces and we don't see all of the tossed up, pe- crinkled up pieces of paper that the artist or writer or musician or actor threw away because it wasn't working. My dad's an artist, a visual artist, and I think I misinterpreted a lot of his lessons growing up. Both of my parents are artists. I don't want to, my mom's very talented. She's just less prolific than my dad. My dad paints every single day of his life. And he's a capital S snob about art. You know what I mean? Like we would go to galleries together all the time growing up. I went to get, you know, galleries every weekend for like 15 years of my life. Like I went to neighborhoods and houses and uh, open houses. Oh, because your mom's a real estate agent. Yeah. That didn't translate Sorry. clearly, but, but I- that like that really resonated yeah. to me when you said every week and I went to art galleries and I was like, okay, yeah, that's that's my open that's your art houses gallery. and yeah. driving through neighborhoods to look at houses. And we would go to these galleries and he would just eviscerate people. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was just like, this person sucks. That's shit. That's garbage. That's trite. And I just was like, oh my God, like to create and show, you know, work yeah. is just like tragic. You know, as I got- older and really looked at my dad's portfolio of work he paints every day so there's a lot of art out there you know there's a lot of art in the world and i would look at his portfolio and be like 
yeah, I only like 20% of this stuff. Wow. I love his art and I love him as an artist. And I think he is very talented and I'm very impressed by his work. But what I like and what I actually think he should have painted is 20% of his portfolio. Wow. To me as an adult, doesn't diminish but, the fact that he created 100% of that work and that you might like another 20% that I'm well, like, I'm well, not that also, interested in. Do you think he even would have been able to produce the other 20% without creating a, the other 80%? A thousand percent. That's the point I'm making with Prince is like- Totally, yeah. but I'm also making the other point that's like, you may look at that portfolio and your 20% might be completely totally. different. Totally, a hundred percent, yeah. His, ver like he looked at artists and I was like, oh, if I'm not able to achieve better than that person who I kind of like and he thinks is garbage, then like I shouldn't even start. I don't know. There's I, all that just aside. It's like this podcast is not fine art, but I am far less precious than I used to be. And it makes getting to a year doing something like this feel like an accomplishment in and of itself well, just to produce. But what I will say about this podcast is this podcast is and I, I'm saying this as a compliment to you, not as a compliment to myself. You're allowed to be a part of the compliment. But this podcast is better than most of the podcasts I listen to in terms of production and editing. Thanks, Andy. And yeah, it's true. So I think you got that going for you. I am prone to start projects that I don't complete. And I was like, I'm going to start a podcast. And you were like, great. Yeah. And then like I actually started the podcast and you were like, okay, we're doing a podcast. And then we kept doing the podcast and you were like at one point – maybe three or six months in, you were like, I'm really proud of you for continuing to do the podcast. And yeah, like, as, as much as that sounds uh, sentimental, I, at the end of the day, what I really felt like was true in that moment was, hey, you're cutting through the stuff that has gotten your, in your way before. And getting critical feedback from people would have gotten in my way. It yeah. would have tied me up and made me paralyzed. Wow, I never thought of it. Like, so if we look at your dad... You're getting closer to your dad and what you're saying, what has maybe prevented you from being your dad in terms of consistency is feedback. Yeah. Okay. Basically, my dad is my Achilles heel. <laughs> Do you uh, think we'll make it for <laughs> to another year? No doubt in my mind. No doubt in his mind. No doubt in my mind. I know Because <laughs> he's will. like, I show up and I do it for... Two hours every it couple weeks. <laughs> it's not going to be me. That is the reason. No. Uh, I want to do one where I can just make jokes and we can do the viral funny ones and we can just joke and laugh. And like, I love the relationship stuff. I love the mix of seriousness and like goofiness that we do in our podcast. But I would like to do like one that's just super goofy. Okay. We can do that. I'll try to get into my like straight man where I just allow you to be the irreverent Andy that. Yeah. The internet knows and loves. We'll put like a trigger warning on that one. <laughs> we are already mark all of these explicit and I don't think that's <laughs> enough at this point. Yeah. Um, I do want us to do like a speed round or something. We're like, we just like blast. Just blast through a couple quick and ones. And like yeah. don't even give ourselves a chance to yeah. think it through. Well, that's me every time. This is such a metaphor for our relationship is that every time we come into this, you've already known the question and had time to think about it. And I'm shooting from the hip and just hearing it for the first time. Well, that's why that I is the epitome of our relationship. For sure. <laughs> I do think it would be fun to do the speed round where you have to come to the table. Or what if we questions. did it? I would kind of like to do a reverse. A role reversal? A reversal. Let's do it. Yeah. I mean, Those are good that ideas. would mean you having to do the pre-production work and finding the question. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't do it in a way that you'd feel satisfactory, but it would still be funny.
let's move on to the question. User legitimate underscore shop 6258 writes, I'm a 24-year-old female going out with a 30-year-old male for two weeks, two dates, and we get along really well. He's really cute, sweet, funny, and he even goes to Yale. Chemistry is great, but he has made a few comments that are kind of suspicious. He has asked me twice if he can eat my skin because I wear a perfume that kind of smells like marshmallows. And he said that he likes my eyes so much that he wants to keep them in a glass jar, like pickles. I laughed it off, but multiple serial killer type comments is kind of weird. Am I overthinking this? <laughs> this is a spooky Halloween episode. <laughs> I didn't, you just slid that in the back door. I didn't even know. Well, it's going to go out in November, so I'm sorry to tell you that it'll be post-Halloween. People are... November's still Halloween It's month. pretty spooky. Yeah. Hey, Andy, is this weird? Fuck. I didn't think... Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is weird. It is weird. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. Okay, first of What's all... What's weird about it? The, first of all, the weird thing is I'm a 24-year-old female going out with a guy for two weeks, two dates. You guys aren't going out. Like, let's get our nomenclature correct. You've been on two dates with someone. I actually I'm not trying to, I'm not really trying to respect that. I'm not trying to shame legitimate underscore shop, but like you kind of, <laughs> you took us down a winding road here. You, you might be crazy too. <laughs> just, it's just possible. So here is the, the there is a level of spe- specific language that's creepy. If I smelled you and I was like, oh man, that, that you smell like marshmallows, I could just eat you up. That's not that crazy. But I want to eat your skin is a strange thing to say. And then, uh, you know, your eyes are so beautiful. I just want to pluck them out and keep them. Kind of a weird thing to say. I and also keep them in a jar. jar? That is fucking weird. Like pickles. Like that's the other thing. It's like I think it's so specific. I don't think that OP added like pickles as though she was like, that's what he wants to do. I think he that language is too specific that someone clearly said that. In best case scenario is this person is like on some sort of weird wavelength and doesn't really know how to talk. And so they think they're being flirty and cute and just like, but they don't understand the nuances of language in a way that they don't realize they're being creepy or they straight up want to eat you. (laughs) Do you, would you, how would you feel if somebody said those things to you? I would think it was really strange. You don't like it. No, and I'm not a person who's easily like scared or offended or I usually give the people the benefit of the doubt with the way they talk or use expressions. I, in fact, I like when people use idiosyncratic language. If somebody said uh, any of these things to you, would you like let it roll off your back or would you like investigate it in the One moment? of them. If the they said it one. once, okay. like, oh my God, I could just eat your skin. It's so smell. It smells so good. Okay, that's kind of weird, but I could brush it off. <laughs> okay, but then keep your eyes in a jar. That's like hor- like what? That's like a horror movie. That one's like I do agree with you. I think if somebody said I want to eat your skin, I would sort of assume that what they did was they they tripped over sort of the sentiment exactly the specificity of the word skin. Right. I want like I want to eat you up is a much softer way yeah. of implying that, but I want to eat your skin is like very like cannibalistic. Yeah. But I would be like, LOL. I probably would text my girlfriends and be like, he did say he wants to eat my skin. And then we'd like, <laughs> yeah, LOL you would about defi- it. You would definitely. But I, would, but I would also not be like, is should I keep seeing this guy? 
If somebody said they wanted to pluck my eyes out and put them in a jar like pickles, I would immediately be like, are you fucking joking? Even like what? If we go back to the first one too, like you smell like marshmallows. Marshmallows are a food. You're making me hungry. There's like some connective tissue there. There's no connective tissue with you just being like, I like your eyes so much. I want to keep them in a fucking jar like a psychopath. There's no common language where like we can kind of find our way to this awkward moment. There is like a, you have to sincerely have thought through this idea. Were you wearing glasses that are Coke bottle glasses? And he's like, Coke (laughs) bottle glasses. I'd like to keep your eyes in a bottle. Like that's, there's no, there's not even that, which is still a strange thing to say. Let's hear from the Redditors. <laughs> of course, like the Redditors are going to be rational about this one. User temporary underscore fig underscore 4226 replied, sounds like he has a dark sense of humor, LOL. No. This guy, do you think this guy's just- funny. Nothing here is, nothing that he has said is funny. I think he is trying to be funny. You nailed it from the beginning. I think he thinks he's being cute and like quirky. And he's and like and think kind of like wants to get a giggle, and it's like, no thanks. But the, uh, not for dark me. Dark sense of humor is different than that, though. He's trying to make like cute, funny things, and he's like just whiffing. Okay, so like dark you don't sense think of humor he's like a goth like, who's like also like I want to eat. I dark sense of humor is like out, on keep our them in a jar. That okay, so maybe he is goth and he's just like let's like <laughs> let's be kinky in some weird like yeah like let's cannibalistic like, I, way. Like if he was like I love horror movies and like I love like fucking spooky shit and so I'm gonna say it. Okay, then that would make sense too. We don't have any of that context. He's just saying weird shit well, without and also, any context. OP doesn't have any of that context. She's been on two on dates. On two right? dates. Right. And you would, like, I don't know if you would say that date two, unless you guys had both discussed, like, we both love fucking horror movies and love creepy shit. And so he was making these things. And then you probably wouldn't be emailing Reddit because you, like, you understand the context in which this is happening. By the fact that they are messaging reddit leads me to believe there is no context for these kind of off the wall fucking comments i just want to clarify one thing andy do you understand that that people don't email reddit like reddit isn't like <laughs> yeah, yeah i know like i just an email address that people send stuff yes to. no i know they post to reddit i just use the term email because it was top of mind and i'm speaking quickly i'm not so sure i buy that but okay <laughs> moving on user Jumping underscore Fox underscore 54 adds, trust your gut, always. (laughs) If this feels off, end it. There are so many people out there who are fun and cool and do not make creepy comments. Better date one of those. To which OP replied, cool people are hard to find around these bars. (laughs) (laughs) So should OP settle for this guy or, or keep this going a little longer given the slim pickings? If you want to go out with him, I would keep going out with him. Give him the benefit of the doubt. Don't go home with him. Don't go into like a private area where he could kill you. I would actually be- you, Do you actually think that she's at risk in any way? Like what percentage do you think that like she she's at risk? More than a normal person, but still very, very low, like 2%. <laughs> What's a normal person? 
I would like to think like 0.0001%. How many people? That's that's really How many people after? How, how, okay, like how many like early round dates, let's say under within the first five dates are happening in the US every day? Millions, right? And how many people are getting killed on those? Well, she oh has, she's been on two dates and she hasn't been killed. So we're, yeah. it's not first rounds. It's not the first date. He could go, date five is when things could go suddenly awry. True. How many, how many first five dates are happening every day? Millions. It's got to be, right? And what are the percentage of those that are being murdered? Almost none. <laughs> right? So that's, that's what I'm considering the regular percentage. Statistician Andy over here is coming in with like- I'm an odds the, maker. The really exacting odds of you being murdered on the first five days. Yeah. So that's the, that's the, that is like what I'm saying is a normal date. Would the you go out- The risk of a normal date. Would you go out with this This guy's person? higher than that. Would you go out with this guy again? If you liked him and you think that people are no, cool people would you, are hard to find. Yeah, I, yeah, I would. I'm, I'm the one yeah. who's, who's yeah, making yeah. I took comments. you to like a weird, I took you to like a scary homeless camp on our second date. <laughs> You did. <laughs> yeah. You like took me into like a forest, like a rape forest. And you were yeah. like, let's go in this. Like, we'll go to this. I took you into the rape forest and didn't rape you. That's how I prove that I'm a trustworthy okay. guy. So like on our second date, we went to this vet- vegan restaurant. The date went well and we were like into each other. And so <laughs> clearly, because we ended up getting married, you were like, do you want to go on a walk? There's a park nearby. And I was like, Sure. So we walk through this neighborhood and we get to the like ne- it, it. It should be explained that it's like a huge park. <laughs> Why does that matter? Because there's multiple different random shit in the park. It's not just like a like a one city block park. No, how big is the park? Like a thousand acres or something. It's huge. It's massive. Yeah, we get to like an, a quote unquote entrance, which is actually just like, uh, not, like an a en- not an not service entrance to not, like. Yeah. Where people like dump things. And, and it's on like a hill up above the park, kind of. And like we start walking back there and it's like there's no lights. There's no public lights. There's like a creepy building that's like boarded up and there's like tons of like trash and like homeless people have clearly been like squatting there. And they're and like we're getting into this like crazy jungle. And I'm just like, what the fuck have I done? I'm with this guy I've been on two dates with and he's like, let's go on a walk. And he's taking me, literally taking me to a place where by all accounts, I could get raped and like no one would know. Yeah. And you thought that was a good idea. You thought that, I, this well, makes perfect sense. <laughs> this is how you engender yourself to well, that's a beautiful the problem, is woman I, who has half That's why the big park is part of it. Cause like, I just knew this is a nice big park. It is a beautiful park. However, there are sections of it that are like, not the part you want to go to. And I didn't know that. All I could see on the map was that the oh, park was there. I didn't know that. I didn't know that you were also like, oh, this is not the romantic vibe. I, th- I had I no thought idea. this was what you thought you yeah, were giving me. All I knew is that Washington Arboretum is a really nice place. It is. However, by the soccer fields and like the weird like utility entrance is not nice. No. Some homeless people drink 24 ounce Bud, Bud Ices back there. And then and hang out. And-, and then like, we ended up entering the park in the wrong spot, unfortunately. And I was like, I guess this is not creepy. I'm going to hope that this man isn't going to assault yeah, and, me. And okay, so dark humor was like, you were like, as soon as we got there, you were like, you have to protect me and you can't kill me. You did know, I say like, that? Yeah, you like made a joke like yeah, that. But I didn't take it too far. Like I wasn't like, I hope you don't like, I don't I hope you don't rape me tonight. Yeah, or and then like, try to be like, ha ha ha. And you were like, oh. Don't cut my skin off and wear it as a mask <laughs> tonight. Cause we're in the woods. 
<laughs> that's like what this guy's doing. Yeah, and if I had said that, you would have you, you been like, what a fucking psycho. <laughs> I wouldn't be like, oh, she must have a dark sense of humor. I'd be like, this person's kind of crazy. <laughs> God, but you would have you would have kept going out with me. That's what you're saying. I would have maybe seen where it went. I'm much <laughs> bigger than you and stronger than you, so it's not like I'm in like imminent danger. That's the problem. Is this lady is in imminent danger if she goes home with him? Okay, if he said, especially if he has like mason jars already laid out with like weird embalming <laughs> fluids in them. I think all people are sort of odd on the first couple of dates. Yeah. Like even if you're not like they're not being odd once you get to know them in the sense that you're like, oh, like. It's just like an uncomfortable and awkward time to be with someone It is when like you're clearly, could this be my partner? Are we going to have sex? Like all of this stuff is running through your head at the same time you're like saying shit and it just like never comes out suave. To second that though, like this is also when you're being the safest. This is when you're like trying not to be weird. That's and this, also, is that's weird this is how fucking weird you're how fucking weird you're being. Yeah, I know. This is uh, you not. This is you trying to be like, don't be weird, don't be weird, don't be weird. I could eat your skin. <laughs> that right there is the best argument anyone's made for why this person should not see this guy yeah. again. Because you're right. Like wait I till, wait till you're at his house and he's like, put the lotion, it, it puts the lotion on its skin or it gets okay. the hose again. L- literally, the number of redditors who Make that made joke. that joke was an insufferable amount to the point that I was like, I, n- you're done. It you're done. I mean, who doesn't also, make that joke? You're it's right reading there. the Reddit comments and you're going to make the joke again. You didn't <laughs> like, you didn't see the 20 other people who yeah, already made fair. that joke. Yeah. That's, that's bad. One other thing I just want to point out that I didn't, I can't encapsulate because it's, it would literally mean reading all the comments was that OP responded to every single yeah. comment. <sighs> I think OP's kind of into it. I think OP's kind of into know. it. I don't know. OP's, they're probably both weird people. The way that I, she was. I think was, that they're both weird people and he's creepy weird. Maybe she's just like clingy weird or. or quirky weird or whatever. Or but. thinks that second dates mean you're going out with someone <laughs> weird. He's probably honestly just kind of like make you watch him play video games at his house. That's probably the worst that's going to happen. Well. Well, we solved another one. Do you have anything you want to plug? No, I don't have anything I want to plug. All right. Well, thank you to our listeners for one. Yeah, thanks everyone year for a year. It's been magical. With Fresh Out Experts. It's been very fun. We we've been a little bit lax on getting guests on, so I'm super excited to get some more guests yeah. on in this new year. Totes. And yeah. We should do this again. And then we'll do it again. We will do it again. Fresh Out of Experts is a production of Narrowest, a podcast network dedicated to sound inquiry. You can find more about the show at narrowest.news and at narrowest on social. That's N-A-R-R-O-W-I-S-T. Our theme music is Only Knows, courtesy of Broke for Free. Additional music is I'll Be Me by Penny Lane. If you enjoy Fresh Out of Experts, please subscribe, rate, or review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does make a difference. See you next time.